Welcome to Like a Bigfoot Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. This week, I'm very excited to uh, bring back a guest who's been on the show a few times, uh, Rob Steger, and also bring on the subject of his new film, uh, Marianne Hogan. And Marianne is an absolute monster of a runner. She is amazing. Um Back in 2022, she finished uh, third place at the Western States 100. And then a few weeks later, uh, went on and ran UTMB. Those two are the probably the two biggest ultra races with like very highly, highly, highly competitive fields. And at UTMB, she powered through to a second place finish. So third place and then second place. Absolutely stunning. Um it was a gritty, especially, I mean, both performances, but especially UTMB, it was a gritty, resilient, just push, 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 push kind of uh, performance. And it's very impressive to see what it takes to perform at that race and to uh, be very, very successful. Um and so they're coming on today. They're going to talk about the new film, which is about those two attempts. Uh, it's called Marianne Runs, which you will be able to find at the Training for Ultra um, YouTube channel. And you can actually check that out uh, right now. I think it came out. I tried to release this podcast on the same day that it came out. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. This was a fun conversation. Really enjoyed it. Uh, let's get into the Like a Bigfoot podcast number 345 with Rob Steger and Marianne Hogan. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. It's been a while, Chris. It's been too long, man. Yeah, I know know you've been really busy and uh, probably, you know, putting together uh, some films and things like that. And I'm psyched to talk with you. Likewise, I think last time we talked, it was I think you were one of the the first to chat with Brittany Charbonneau. Yeah. And I and and that was way too long ago. So got to have you over for dinner here soon. (laughs) We live too close to not have hung out at all so that's true and then marianne you're in uh quebec correct yeah that's pretty far to make dinner but uh you know i don't know if i'm gonna be able to make that but that's okay i swim back by colorado every once in a while we can make it happen (laughs) perfect i wanted to start with this um you know i'm very intrigued about how you guys met and uh rob what what was it about marianne that made you want to do a film about her and her uh challenge that she was taking so, on? uh quad rock 50 in in 2017 i was injured and i see someone i've never met or even heard of flying down course record at quad rock um and i my mind was blown because casey licked i just won western states 100 the previous year i think she took second and then anime flynn was crushing it um so it was one of those kind of whoa like i'm lucky that i actually had this back of the knee injury i was dealing with at the time and i'm glad i picked up this cheap little gopro and tried to run after marianne for her last two miles um i barely kept up uh, but but no, seriously, seeing that course record um, immediately imprinted on my mind, like uh, this person has some serious talent. They just made that look too easy and were smiling, smiling at the end where like people running twice that speed are not uh, smiling at the end. So, yeah. Yeah. Marianne, was it weird that you're just running down the trail and then this dude starts chasing you with the GoPro? <laughs> No, not really. I think it was a. Uh, you liked I, it, I think. If I recall, <laughs> it was it was fun. It was it's nice to it's nice to finish a race when you're feeling good, and I was feeling really good, so I was all about it. I think we chatted even for a while. No, I didn't want to get you disqualified. I was worried, like throughout even UTMB, I was like, I almost don't talk. I said, "Can I film you? Is that okay?" And you're like, "Yeah, sure." And then I was just probably out of breath the rest of the two miles. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is this like uh, Radio Lab did this amazing podcast about bike packing, 
And it was really the exploration of like, when you see somebody out on the trail and you can apply it to ultra running too, but when you see somebody out on the trail, does that give you an emotional boost? And then does that affect your performance? And I found it fascinating. So yeah, I hear what you're saying, Rob. Like anytime I, I film people, I think it actually helps them. I'm, I'm convinced at this point. Yeah. Yeah. You, so Seriously. Marianne, let me ask you that. So Rob's out there. Not not necessarily that race, but we, we're going to get into uh, Western states and UTMB. But knowing that there was this uh, documentary being made, did that did that skew you at all? Like, how do you feel about it as an athlete? Um, I always find that people bring a positive energy, and so I will always be happy to see people people out on a trail. And I kind of like having extra pressure. So if 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 Rob is doing a documentary, I some some sort feel extra pressure, but it's good pressure for me. It's just about like, okay, this is important. So I can't just, you know, throw the towel. I have to make it make it worth it for 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 everyone involved. So I I think it's positive influence, but I, I can understand how people would view that differently and how people have different feelings about that. And maybe it has something to do about if you're an introvert or an extrovert, if that would be interesting. Yeah. What do you consider yourself? I'm definitely more of an extrovert. Yeah. I like yeah, I like people and and I always have. Um, so yeah. Let me ask you this as someone who's like an elite runner. Are, are people chatting at the front of the pack? Like I'm always I'm I'm the chatty guy, like, you know, in the mid back. Like I just love talking with people. Like, are people doing that in the front? Uh yeah. I mean, especially Western States, like during the like on the escarpment, like people are chatting away for sure. Um, and then, I, I, and then I think it kind of depends. Um, I love chatting away sometimes though. I have to focus cause, uh, I have a, um, flimsy ankles. And so if I'm not like looking at where I'm putting my feet and I'm talking, then like that can be an issue. Uh, but definitely people are, people are chatting, but then there's definitely some people who would rather not chat at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that's okay. Like, I think as long as you respect that and you can, you can kind of get the vibe, you know, if you say, Hey. And someone just answers like a hey and there's nothing else then that's usually where the conversation stops. <laughs> and you're kind of like not offended by it though i i can't imagine because no. you're in an event and you're competing and stuff yeah yeah no that's awesome so um i do want to hear about your whole history like i'm fascinated i don't i know a little bit about your background as an athlete but can you kind of go into that i'm sure you've told this story many times but like what led you into trail running and then what made you decide to do 100 miles yeah so um i started off as a swimmer back in the day that was kind of my first sport and um quickly transitioned over to triathlon because i really enjoyed hey, running ben. sorry one second can you turn that light back on thanks sorry Darn um, kids mark <laughs> mark that down on the time stamp all right sorry um, and so, yeah, I started, uh, so I, I started off as a swimmer and then I quickly transitioned over, um, to triathlon, um, cause I really enjoyed running. And then I did, um, I, I, I did most of the junior years in triathlon and then I really wanted to go study in the States and, but triathlon wasn't a sport for NCAA. So I transitioned over to track and field, um, and moved out to San Diego, California, where I was there for five years. I did the 10K distance mainly on the yeah. track. And at the end of those five years, I was really sick and tired of running in circles um, and uh, having it pace every lap and things like that. But I really enjoyed running still. And so I just started running and eventually found the trails and the trails kind of led me into the ultra running community. Um, I moved at that time, I moved to Boulder, Colorado, uh, where I was for three years. And that's really where I discovered um, trail running. Um, I joined the Rocky Mountain Runners Club. And that's really where I guess ultra running kind of just became the thing that I wanted to do. And and I just um, quickly became very um, enthusiastic about it. Yeah. So you were probably one of those people in Boulder when you know, where I'm out on the trail and I'm feeling fit and I'm feeling good. And then I just get like, they just zoom by me and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> Boulder. That's like a total Boulder thing, you know? Yeah, maybe, but I, I'm also like a very casual runner. Like I love, like I, I'm more someone who focuses on volume than speed and yeah. I'm all about just spending time on my feet and out being outside. So I'm not like a zoom by kind of person. I'm more of a like, 
hey, how's it going kind of person, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's so cool. So um, when you were running 10Ks, was there, I mean, are you thinking to yourself, like, I'm going to go farther some, one day or is that just something that kind of like naturally happened? No, it, it naturally happened. Like, I always knew that I wanted to keep running just because I enjoy it so much. It's really part of my day. Like, it's just something that I do every day. Yeah. Um, but when I was doing track, I didn't realize that ultra running was a thing or ultra running was a possibility for me. Yeah. Um, so I'm really glad that I, I ran into it, literally speaking. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know I it wasn't a possibility for me. I, I guess I just... Um, uh, fell into it at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. And then Rob, so you see her at this race and she just, and that's an out and back, correct? Uh, it's, uh, it's like a loop that you do. Oh, a like, loop. Okay. But it's like a Twice? loop that you do both ways. So oh, you it's like, like a reverse loop thing. Yeah. You it's go from kind of correct as an out and back. It's weird. Yeah. Right? I've done a race like that once. Yeah. I know it's like an out and back about. loop. Right? Yeah. It's really, it's really it, nice because you it's see. It's a great people, race. Like, you see the people like you see everyone actually it's really nice that's really cool so you're probably getting a boost from everybody as you're running on by and you're Except yeah when marianne's already on her second loop and you're on mile seven <laughs> I don't that's know. true <laughs> maybe not as much there. of a reverse boost there you know um it's technical but it has a lot of gain yeah nick i mean it's it's a great build into western states like yeah that's why casey was there that year going into states okay so people yeah. use it kind of as like a training ground yeah yeah i think so yeah, yeah. that's crazy man so rob you were racing it tell me again yeah. what oh no you weren't racing I, it. you were I, I pulled out of the race i had like gotcha. a back of the knee type injury and i was yeah. just like nick who's the race director like can i take some photos and video and you know i was so new to Colorado, I was only here for two or three months. Yeah. Uh, I was just so excited to be able to go to a race in my car and drive there that I've read about for years or probably two years. So yeah. um, Marianne was my first podcast guest and first what? and first video subject ever. No way, training man. For all. She's a bigger what? believer than basically anyone i didn't realize yeah. that so she was the first guest do you ever like i don't know think back to like doing the podcast then and like i don't know it's just kind of amazing where it's led you at this point you know that's basically why when when she said you know like i i just qualified for states i, I think we we're chatting i might have had you on for a podcast yeah. after you got your golden ticket i was like yeah, like we should probably do a film. If Marianne's saying like I'm ready to be filmed, this is someone that That's not would exactly never how it <laughs> It's not exactly how it happened, but but <laughs> when when someone that is as humble as she is says like I'm really going to go for this, I signed up for all the golden ticket races. I got in, I had a good race, I'm ready to go. Like if you want to film there's probably I'm probably like ready to really go for it. Yeah, I I knew after five years, in, in knowing and having flagged that she's like someone special a long time back. Not in not to mention like she showed up when most people would be like, no, I don't want to do a GoPro interview. That's stupid. Why would you interview someone while you're running? Yeah, the audio is gonna be horrible. Um. She believed in me and I ultimately I believed in her and it's it's at a point where she I don't know what your confidence level was in yourself, Marianne. It must have been reasonably high, but she had a five year hiatus of like going from at your quad rock. You might have been one of the best female runners in the entire world at that moment to then like not even be able to walk correctly. So. Yeah. It was a, it was amazing. Like, yeah. Be able to pull that footage from 2017 and incorporate some of it into the film was special too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that really brings it together for me as well. For sure. Can I hear a little bit about the injury? Um, and there's, so the injury before 
the Western States UTMB summer. Um, yeah. Tell us about that. What was that like? Besides, it sucked because I'm can sure. I, can can I throw in one thing really quick? Yeah. I caused it. I we we went for this run in Boulder, and at the end we cheers with Powerades. Okay. And we all know if it's not alcohol, you don't cheers. It's bad luck. Oh shit! So, yeah, you don't cheers with Powerade okay. for Just sure. Just yeah, yeah, throwing it out there. It's okay. <laughs> all right, it's all you. Sorry, I'll I'll quit interjecting here. So uh, at the end of 2017, I had a great season, and then I was ready to kind of go off on my 2018 season. Um, I had some some little issues, but I had those under underway. And then uh, I went on a run, a training run with my brother, and we were just out um, running a, a a certain section of a of a course that we go on. And uh, I twisted my ankle, and my ankle got stuck in a rock, and I went flying forward, and I spiraled, fractured my tibia fibula. Oh. And that required multiple surgeries. Yeah. Um, and the reason why it required multiple surgeries is that my body wasn't really reacting well to um, the metal that was put in my body. I, I, For some reason, for me, it was really painful. I couldn't, you know, some people tolerate them. And I actually have some plates and screws on my collarbone and I'm fine. But for my leg, it just wasn't working. Yeah. And, and so I was a good year uh, almost a full year without any running and, you know, pain while I was walking, uh, just not comfortable at all. And then um, eventually I got those those screws removed and I started feeling better, but um, still feeling the repercussions of that. But in in the while I was getting better, I guess um, I was contacted by the Triathlon Canada Federation and I became a guide for a Paralympic athlete. Yeah. And so I got injured and then I got into this Paralympic um role that I signed on to be as a guide until 2020 and then COVID happened and then and then Tokyo became Tokyo 2021 and I had already signed on to be a guide and so I I didn't want to just um uh leave her there because I had <laughs> I wanted to get back to trail running so I decided yeah. that I would stay on as a guide up until the end of 2021 um after the Paralympics and when that happened is when I came back to the the trail running world and that's when I kind of um did Bandera was which was a golden ticket early 2022. Yeah. That's a huge time gap for sure and as an athlete not being able to do your sport for over a year what was how did you handle that? Like what was going through your mind? Did you do anything? Did you like pivot in any way or what? Yeah, so um I I started a career. So at the same time, I was moving back to okay. Canada. I had been living in the States for eight, year, eight years and uh, my visa expired. So I, I moved back to Canada and um, kind of it was at the same time where I was kind of like starting a new period of my life. And so I think that that made it actually even more hard, more difficult because yeah. um, I left the world of Boulder, Colorado, which is all about trail running and moved into the city of Montreal, Quebec, which is definitely um completely different and I find myself in an environment where there are no trail runners and trail running is not a thing and I cannot trail run myself um and obviously there is trail running but it's just not the same the same kind of environment yeah so um it was difficult but uh, I think um I never lost sight of the fact that I wanted to get back to running and it was just a matter of being patient and um doing other things while I couldn't run and that's what I did I you know I quickly as soon as the triathlon opportunity showed up I I, I grabbed it and I worked and I, I I I built myself a career here in Montreal I'm an HR manager for an IT company and I still work in that company and so I think I was able to to to, to build a foundation of things that make me happy I spent a lot of times with my family my friends um, and then I always had that thought in the back of my mind. Like, I don't think that there's a single day in that entire period that I didn't think about running. Yeah. Um, but I also think that it, 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 it brought a lot of fuel to like a lot of fire for the time that I was going, when I was going to be able to run again. And I really don't think that I, that I left anything out there during those races that I did in 2022. And I think that that's probably how I will I will view running um, from now on. And I don't think that that's something that I can, I can throw away and that I want to throw away. You know, the, the feeling of wanting to run at all cost is a feeling that you only truly get when you are not able to run at all. So, yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, that's huge. I think there's something interesting with what you just described, which is like this patience 
that you have to have while also being, you know, like, I feel like a lot of endurance athletes, like we're high energy people, you know, we want to go, go, go. And then all of a sudden you're being patience is thrust upon you <laughs> and you kind of like probably learn a lot from that. Uh, yeah, I learned a lot. And most of all, I, like I said, most of all for me, it was, it was about like all this time that I was sitting there and like, I, like I'm someone, I, I'm not really like organized or anything like that, but I really like writing my goals. And yeah. I remember like doing that even while I was injured, like writing goals about, you know, qualifying for Western States and like, but that I, I've done that for so many years until I finally was able to, to get to the start line. And so yeah there was it was such a big deal for me and I think that that's why I was able to kind of push through all the hardships that I've had even throughout the race because because getting there was so difficult and the victory for me at this point like for I think for any season ahead the victory for me is showing up on the start line and that is not something that I take for granted yeah for sure for sure Rob uh she gets into western states UTMB you're you decide you're going to make a film uh, what's the challenges that you're facing um, to make this thing happen? Well, first of all, I'm wondering if Marianne has like a vision board or something. This sounds <laughs> <laughs> like you're writing down your goals every single day. That's no, amazing. Okay. I don't have a vision board. I have like little uh, little notebooks. And I really like, I don't do it every single day, but I really like like at least once a week, I sit down and I like write things that I want to accomplish. And I think... It's stupid, That's but awesome. writing, writing it down really makes a difference. Like thinking it is one thing, but writing it down is something else. And I often take the time to write the date. And then sometimes like I went back and found like some old notebooks that I wrote goals of that I had in like 2018 or 2019. And like yeah. sometimes little goals of like things that I had to do with recovery, but sometimes I write bigger goals. And and I, I think it's kind of nice too, because it was helped focus was, on that I think are important was top 10 at Western States in there was the double in there just curious <laughs> I'm not trying to take over Chris's podcast no dude I'm I'm in I'm just interested I've never asked her this yeah I I don't necessarily like I'm I'm not someone who necessarily goes for like podium like I, I'm not someone who will write like I want to be top 10 but like I, I'll write something along the lines of like I want to be among the best and whatever that nice. is that that's that's like to me is just like I, I want I want every day to be a reminder that like that's what I'm working towards and I don't want a result to define what that means and yeah, sometimes being, awesome. I think that sometimes being among the best means that you're going to be 15th and that's a good result and you should be proud of 15 but sometimes being among the best is third at western states and that's good too and you're happy about that so hey i, I, I was like top 500 at ccc back in 2018 <laughs> i crushed and i killed myself and i was top 500 hey man you can't take, you can't take that away from me you man. can't dude no seriously <laughs> like hey i love that i love that I, whole idea i also read the secret and i actually did actually think it was helpful so I, I just found that was was fascinating um in terms of taking on marianne's film yeah um i joke but it, it was the biggest risk that i've taken on as a filmmaker um marianne messaged me maybe a week before the race and was like oh i was doing a training run i think i might have hurt myself we'll see i feel okay but <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, what have I done? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I I truly showed up with the faith of just being a good friend. Um, I I believed in her from a while back and I wanted to see where things went because I in the back of my head I still remembered just being Basically, my jaw was on the ground seeing quad rock results. And and then for someone to show up for me, for my podcast and for my first video like trial, um, she was a good person. And I, I won't make a film with someone I don't believe in and that I don't think sincere in, in looking after the sport and trying to help others and inspire others. So. Yeah. It it was the riskiest, but in in a weird sense, I guess it was the least riskiest. Um, but yeah, I I went out there and I continued to 
people are asking like, why are you out at Western States? Like I'm filming Marianne Hogan and everyone's like, who's that? I'm like, <laughs> no, she's really good runner. Uh, and they're like, yeah, Rob, like she's cool. a really good runner. Who is she? Yeah. Um, yeah. It Cause it was, five, it was five your years, first... five years, was... a long time in the sport to, to be away from the limelight, you know? Yeah. And it was your first 100, correct? That's yes. you. Yeah, I think so. Matt Daniels. Matt Matt Daniels showed like I'll show up and film someone's first hundred, and maybe we should be paying attention to them and not writing them off. But, um, yeah, I mean Matt had also been doing races pretty consistently where Marianne had, had come off just this severe injury. So I, yeah. I love being there to support her. Honestly. That's cool. I was yeah. so excited that she was back. Yeah. That's amazing. I, yeah, I didn't, um, I didn't realize the like history, the full history there. And I think that that is something that, you know, you guys should be really proud of. Um, I think the flexibility, like showing up and being like, Hey, something could go wrong at mile five. Like that just is a possibility in, in ultra running, you know? Um, and just being like, I'm going to, I'm going to do it anyways. Like this is going to happen. And I, I, I love that about these, uh, you know, ultra running films and adventure documentaries is, is really the unknown that even the filmmakers face. Cause it's like, who knows what's going to happen? I don't know. And, uh, yeah, I think that's great. I mean, don't, don't you get that from your crew and pacers? Like your pacers taking a risk that, they don't get their 20 miles in and you maybe don't even start or whatever it might be. And I, I felt like I, I had to show Marion my support kind of regardless of her performance. I, I was there. I mean, knack also knack nutrition. Is that correct? Marion? They, I mean, they believed in her. I love Marianne's sponsors. Yeah. Like Solomon and, and who is it? Seely. Seely. And, and Nack, like believing in her throughout her ups and downs. And, and the least I could do is just show up. I, I knew I was going to have fun, um, at least getting to hang out a little bit and then seeing like the start line and whatnot. Yeah. So. Yeah, dude. I mean, unfortunately, she did really well, and <laughs> then I had to focus in on making a film. Marion, you should have just dropped after <laughs> after escarpment, and yeah, and she absolutely crushed it. You know, I mean, and it also both races absolutely crushed her in various ways, um, which is really interesting. So, uh, I don't know how much do you how much do you guys want me to talk about what happens. I mean, at this point, people know that she did a great job. Um, what do you think, Rob? I, I say use your podcast magic to get us like 30,000 views. <laughs> I, I would also, I mean, Marianne also probably had a big foot like at some point. <laughs> so we gotta, we gotta emphasize that joke at some point. There, right. there we go. I, Perfect. Sorry. I'm, I'll be serious again. So Marianne's in HR. She's so serious. <laughs> So Marin, Western States happens. Um, you get third place there. What were the big major challenges of that race for you? So Western States was pretty interesting to me because um all from from uh, mile thirty or mile twenty four all the way to like mile fifty or something, I felt incredibly sick and I was throwing oh, wow. up like I, I that's had never happened to me before. Yeah. Like I was growing up like I had never seen anyone thrown up before um so that was really really worrisome to me and I didn't really know what was going on um actually it's just that I felt sick until the very end where I really threw up and at that point that is its last chance and once I got everything out of my system that's I feel like when I finally started feeling better um and that to me was really really interesting because I was at a very very low moment and I did not think that there was a way out of it and somehow I managed to get my way out of it um and so I think that that's what made my first 100 mile really interesting because it showed me that um 
there's a lot of time in a hundred mile and you can be feeling really bad for like the first half, even like the first three quarters of the race, but, but still put forward a very good race. And I yeah. think that that was a very valuable lesson to learn in my first hundred mile, because that's something that I'll just, I'll just bring with me with every hundred mile that I'll do in the future is that, um, you know, there's room for error and, and you have time to recover and you have time to come back. And I think that that's, that's really important to to know. Yeah. Well, and so let me ask you this. You know how when your your stomach's upset and you're kind of like, I don't want to throw up. Like, I don't want to have to go through that. It's horrible. I hate it, you know? And yeah. you kind of like try to fight it for a while. Did you do that at all? Or were you just like, let's just do this and then move on with our <laughs> lives? No, for me, it was the opposite. Like, I felt so sick and I, I was just like, oh, why do I feel so sick? Why do I feel so sick? Why do I feel so sick? And then eventually I got to an aid station and there was a peanut butter sandwich. I took a bite out of it. And for some reason, it like completely like repulsed me. And, and then that's when I threw everything up and it, it came like a, like within like a split second, everything just came out of me. And, and then, and so it, but it was also like immediate relief. Like it was like, <laughs> it was as if I was waiting for that moment for like all these like 30 miles and then it finally happened. And then I started feeling immediately better. But then the problem is that at like the last chance is like the last aid station before you go into the two big canyons. Yeah. And in 2022, it was really, really, really hot. And so I barely had anything to drink and I barely had anything in me. And I was worried to go back to the aid station because I was worried that they were going to you know, there's always like the, the worry that they're going to pull you out of the race for some oh, reason. You, you showed go. weakness. They're like, nope. No. <laughs> so, but obviously it doesn't make sense. But when you're in a race, you don't always make sense. Yeah. So I just kept going. And, but then it was, the, but then it became the, the, it was not so much fighting my sickness. It was about fighting dehydration. And then I quickly became very, very dehydrated because I threw up mm, so much. Yeah. Then, Did you throw became, up on someone? Like, it sounds like you're really close to like. No, I threw up next someone to someone. Someone hands you a PB&J and you're just like, what? No, I, no, I took the PB&J and I walked with it. And like, I ran oh, with it. okay. When I took a bite a little further away from the A station is when I threw up. Mission so, Bluff, she's she showed up and she's like uh yeah guys i'm gonna have to change my nutrition plan i projectile vomited like three times i'm just like why, yeah, but... why did i take this film project on <laughs> let's see you can turn things around and that's what i like about 100 miles is that you have time and if you use your time well then you can you can make good time yeah i remember what's it called like puke and rally puke and rally that like that's a classic ultra move Oh, totally. I have another move. I'm just going to throw out here. I don't know if anyone's ever used this strategy, but my friend in high school football got a concussion at one point, I'm pretty sure. And, uh, he was a lineman. We were both linemen, the people that block people and the guy, he was blocking this guy and he ended up throwing up all over this, his competitor. And he's like, <laughs> He's like the rest of the game. That guy wanted nothing to do with me and just like gave <laughs> up. So I don't know if that's a good strategy or not, but feel free to take it. I think it's a great strategy. I, I just like it. I just watched a movie with my kids. What was it? It was some uh, natural nutrition log that the whole team ate. What, what is the name of that movie? You watched that, Chris, with your kids. Come There's on. a natural nutrition log. Oh my god! Okay. And then they all throw up. I'll text my wife. All right, dude, you have to figure that out. The only throw up scene I can think of in a movie is Stand By Me, where he. Oh, eats, no, you haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> we're, we're repping the wrong movie, but we'll get we'll get some viewers on this one. Um, yeah. So, Marianne, how did it feel to, you know, finish that and do very well after like you mentioned being able to understand the peaks and valleys along the way? Um, you finished really strong. Like how how did you feel coming out of that race? I felt really good. I think, like I said, it's just, I think it's, it's, I'm glad that the, the peaks and valleys went in the way that they went. So like, yeah. it, I think it, it's, it, it would have been more disappointing to finish on a low note. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> Puking I, across the finish line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think it just opened my eyes to the possibility of, you know, when you, when you, when you put together a good race, um, you know, if, if I, if, 
I think to me, when I crossed the finish line, I immediately wanted to do Western States again in the way that like I was not going to be throwing up. And that's why I wanted to go, you know, that's why I want to go back to Western States because I yeah. wanted to see like what it is like when you don't feel sick and 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 uh, what you can do. So um, it was just a really cool feeling. And at the same time, it got me super motivated for UTMB and just 100 miles in general. Like I think that when you do a good race, I think you have to look at the things that you did well, the things that you did bad and and try to improve for the next time. And I was just glad that I got my first 100 mile under my belt. Yeah. So then you guys head out to UTMB. Um, I'm kind of curious, like you've raced in front of big crowds before uh, the Paralympics, um, things like that, uh, you know, growing up, being in triathlon and stuff. But did any of those things compare to UTMB or do you think they like prepared you for that atmosphere? I don't think anything other than UTMB prepares you for UTMB. <laughs> um, I think UTMB is just like, a, it's, it's, a, it's a huge show. It's a huge production. And, and you don't, you don't realize how big it is until you do it. Like even just the yeah. start line, it's, it's crazy. Like we joke around that I started off UTMB really, really fast, but I don't think we realize how easy it is to start off fast at UTMB because the whole crowd is, just, you know, there's, there's, there's a, there's a sea of people just cheering you on and there's a loud music, you know, the anthem of UTMB that's just um, dragging you in the streets of UTMB. And it's just, it's remarkable. It's a very fun experience. Like I definitely recommend it to, to everyone to go do it once in their life. There's, there's only a million people watching it stream. So only. I mean, don't think about that while you're racing uh how yeah. do you how do you home, maintain home team by the way is the projectile vomiting team. scene oh sweet home team. yeah google search that one i mean i have to that was marianne hogan that. that was marianne hogan at uh last chance if yeah. i expose my kids to like really gross stuff then they'll remember that forever is what i'm thinking <laughs> you know <laughs> um so let me ask you like how do you race your own race you know like you have your pacing in mind, like what you're trying to shoot for and stuff. But how do you do that when the energy level is so high? Or do you just give in to the energy and go with it? Yeah, I think that's an interesting question because I sometimes someone asks me like, what's your pace in 100 mile? And to me, I always feel like I'm kind of like overpaced the whole time. Yeah. But, if, but yeah. your body can take it, you know, it's yeah. like, and, it, and it, if you push your limit, like the whole entire race, then that's, I, that's how I feel like you delivered the best race that you can. Um, but that being said, of course, I was trying to manage, I was trying to manage, you know, the timing where I was and the, the strategy that we had put forth was more, um, you know, how far behind I would be to the front of the race. And I think that at the beginning, at least I was able to hit those markers, but to be honest, I don't think it was, I, I think it was luck. I, I don't know. Yeah. Like I, 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 I'm, I'm a runner who, who runs on feeling and, and not in terms of like emotions, but how I'm feeling in my body. And if I'm feeling good at that moment, I'm going to want to go fast. And if I'm not feeling well, I'm going to want to slow down. And that's how I race my races. And that's how, how I always have done it. Because I feel like there is no better opportunity to go fast when you're feeling good, you know, whereas yeah. if, if you're not feeling good anymore, then then that's like your lost opportunity. <laughs> that's true. Oh my gosh. For, that's a great idea. for perspective, um, at the beginning of UTMB, I believe Killian ended up passing her at at 4K or 5K along with Jim Walmsley. So when she says she's feeling good, um, she was feeling great. I, <laughs> it's just so uh, I, I can't comprehend that. Like for Killian and Walmsley to have to catch up to your start. Like, no, I I don't think they were catching up. I think they were probably very very close, and I just didn't see them. Okay. And then, well, they were I, behind I, you. That's all I'll say. I, I'm just I, it's I, crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And you tried to projectile vomit on them, correct? <laughs> Home team. <laughs> she ate the she ate the nutrition log. <laughs> It'll slow him down. I promise. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so I want to hear this. So, a couple things, a couple amazing things happen as this day progresses um i'm trying to think of which order to go in uh but you find yourself in first at a certain point and yeah. um what's going through your head when you're like holy smokes i'm first place at utmb 
Yeah, it's uh, it was very surreal. Um, it was very surreal, but it was also really cool because I I got into first place, and then the next place that we go into, my whole family is there. Yeah, no way. <laughs> This is really cool. <laughs> and I was just on a high, and at that point, I I felt like I was on top of the world, and things were going really well, and yeah. you know there was no way that I'm not keeping this position. You know, that's how I felt in that moment. Um, but then at the same time, it all feels very like unreal because I'm thinking like I just felt like I was on a Sunday run you know I just felt like I was feeling really good and that's why I went for it and 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 that's how I was feeling but then but then eventually you know that's we'll where get, <laughs> yeah we'll get to the but then in a second but Rob I want to hear your perspective like you figure out she's in first place did you know before Marianne or you know like how did that all work out and like what was going through your head then um I was having an outer body experience as well. <laughs> and I think in the film, there's a perfect spot where there's this straightaway. And I've been up for countless hours trying to film and get in position to capture uh, her race. And I'm really kind of just, you know, the bus takes me here. Hopefully it's on time. Um, I have a media badge, but it's like third row seat. So I'm struggling. I have a zoom lens. Like you'll see some shaky footage because they didn't really like when I when I signed up for a media pass, they're like, Marianne Hogan, like, OK, you're going to go film her. And then finally, like, I I think there was recognition there to give me a little bit better access. But um, I teamed up with her brother so that she's she goes to aid stations and there's these tables that are kind of out of the way. But behind the scenes, it's me and Frankie. Like, I'm like, Frankie, I need I need closer footage. I can't be that far away. Oh, so like so you like, couldn't be like right up in there filming UTMB. Right. Right. Because I didn't know that I, I didn't get the official pass until the very end where they're like, OK, she's in second <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um, But there's there's a shot where I'm just exhausted from filming. She's exhausted from running. And it's kind of beautiful, I think, like in retrospect, because she yeah. just goes, oh, hey, and I'm <laughs> like, good job. And she's like winning UTMB. We're just like exhausted, but like it's surreal. <laughs> I'm like excited, but I'm scared to say anything. You don't want it's just a weird, yeah. it's a weird moment, but it's also kind of captures your question where it's like outer body experience meets out of body experience. And yeah, man, crosses past. That's fascinating. So I guess the other thing, and I, 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 know it's painful to bring up because it looked really incredibly painful there was some like some of the most like painful looking stretching that i've ever seen on film you know what i mean like you're doing the like what is it like crescent lunge or something and it in, just looks antithesis painful. of yoga you're yeah. are you still on your hot yoga or your, i am man your yeah. yoga record my yoga right. streak but uh but yeah so i'm watching that i'm just like oh that just doesn't look fun <laughs> at all and it turns out you tore your psoas muscle uh, yeah and you're in second like first second you're competing for the win you have a torn yeah. psoas Tell me all about that experience because you ended up running on that thing for miles and miles and miles. Yeah, I ended up running a marathon on that. And yeah. it's, you know, right now it's it's like now I understand the pain that I was feeling. But in that moment, you don't I didn't know. Like, it's not as if the like the doctor diagnosed me a, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. as like on the spot. Like, I was just like, what is wrong with me? I knew it was a mechanical issue. I knew something was really wrong because with every step, it was like a knife was going through my 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 leg. And with every step, the pain was getting worse and worse and worse. And so I knew that I was get, I was like, the closer I was coming to the finish, like the, the, it was, it was positive news, but it was also negative news because I was just like, with every step, the pain was getting worse and worse. And so um, at that point, it was just about, you know, how can I make it to the finish line as quickly as possible with the least amount of pain? And I know that a lot of people say that probably I shouldn't have been stretching it, but stretching it was actually relieving the pain a lot. Because when I stretched it, then when I relaxed it, then it like it was it was it wasn't as bad anymore until up to a certain point. I think that up to a certain point, then it was it was game over, and I was just 
dying and and that's the last you know in, in the movie i think rob captures the the scene that like I'm not a very emotional person, but I watched that scene and the first time I watched it, like it brought tears to my eyes because I remembered the pain that I was in and I remembered the emotion that I was in. And I was like, I was very close to like being complete despair. Like I was just like, oh, I got, I have to stop this, you know, but yeah. I, I just have to stop the pain, not stop the race. Like quitting that was never an option for me, but I was just, I, I wanted to get to the finish line as quickly as possible. So I, I could stop like pushing my body through that, through those motions and in pain. Yeah. So we just talked about Western States, the peaks and valleys and ending on an upward part. And then this one ends on like the lowest point probably. Yeah. But then it, it ends, it ends on a very low point, but to be honest, making it to Chamonix is a pretty high point. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. and in I, second place is like, <laughs> I can't believe you made it. I, I thought she'd drop. I had never seen someone in that much pain. Yeah, at an aid station, and I'm still haunted hearing you crying and muttering in French. Yeah, it's just it was it was it was yeah, unlike anything I've ever seen. What were some words in French that I should learn? Like merde and stuff. Is doesn't that mean shit? No, I didn't swear a single time. I was just like I I all like all I said was I'm in so much pain. Really, that's all I was saying. I was just like I and it it made me feel like it's really interesting because I'm running UTMB and like for, for, for like uh, from one station to the next, I'm not talking to a single soul, you know, cause it's not as if someone passes me and I start telling them how I'm feeling like they have their own race. Yeah. So yeah. we're not exchanging any words. And so I just wanted to get to the A station and say it out loud. You know, like I got to my brother, my brother was my, and I was just like, I'm in so much pain and saying it for some reason helped me. And then I, and then I went on with my life, you know? <laughs> yeah. How did he handle it? as like a, your crew member. Yeah, it was really, and I think Rob captured it in an interview, but I think like it was very, it was very, very devastating for him to see. Um, yeah. Cause I am a very like positive person. And I, like, I, I mean, I was in pretty high amounts of pain and, and he had to like, not only endure what I had to say, but also like try to give me a positive twist, you know, like, and he was doing a really good job. He was just like, you're doing great. Like you just have to keep moving. And, and, yeah. you know, he was, he was doing as best as he could, but there's only so much you can say when someone is telling you, like, I have knives put like with every step, <laughs> it's like a knife is going through my leg. Like what, what positive twist can you put to that? You know? So you're he, like, he's like, is it butter knives, steak knives? Like maybe it's a butter knife. <laughs> what you know? kind of knives are it's we talking bread about? knife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, wow. So, I mean, I have to think like, knowing like how like now you move forward with the knowledge of like i have i was in that much pain but i was able to endure it like that is like a superpower almost yeah yeah and the thing is like i i'm i'm really glad that i did it and i like i'm i'm incredibly grateful that i you know i managed to finish the western states and utmb but um that's not something that i will do again i think no. i like yeah. in the sense of like I destroyed like I like with every step I was probably like tearing my soul out mm. more and more and more and more yeah. and you know I'm I'm still kind of you know repairing myself from that and 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 every day I'm I'm closer to being better but um you know I I think health is is should be valued number one uh but that being said like I'm incredibly like I I would not change UTMB like I would finish for sure um but uh but it's just something to consider you know for next time is that like is is that level of pain is am i supposed to do that to my body i don't think so like i, I don't think i'm supposed to tear a hole in my muscle you know that's not that's not healthy <laughs> yeah no yeah i i can't even imagine and the thing that i almost found cruel at the end of the movie was the podium itself like you had to walk up. I'm like, dude, I, it made me think it made me reevaluate podiums. I'm like, they should make first place on the bottom level. You know what I mean? Cause like in second place, a little higher in third place, the highest. Cause like you looked like you were in a lot of pain, just walking up those stairs. Yeah. Like yeah, it, it's yeah. funny because like, you know, the podium at UTMB, it goes for a while. Cause it's yeah. 10. And I was like in so much pain that I was like, I can't make it to the end. Like, there's no way I can go to the end and then come back to my place. Like, I just have to focus to go at my spot and stay there. That <laughs> came I, across for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
I, I was struggling. I was really struggling. The next day, and and uh, Rob can attest to this, I was in such rough shape. Like, I, it, it, if I didn't stop, like, every, like, an hour to take, like, a 15 or 30-minute nap, then I wasn't making it. Like, there's, no, I would have just passed out. Like, my body just wasn't tolerating the pain or the fatigue. It was, it was pretty crazy. It, you were just done. Like, you gave it all. That's the cool thing, and I think that's the admiral thing. And I, I hear what you're saying about, you know, making health a priority and that probably wasn't the healthiest decision. But I do think it's admirable, like you gave it all to do yeah. that. And I think that's, you know, it's probably not the healthiest thing, but maybe once in our lives, we can just give it all and see what happens. And it's kind of a thing that can stick with us, you know? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I say that I'm happy that I did it. But I think I, I checked that one off the list. And now I can I can make smarter decisions or healthier decisions. Yeah. What do you, what what goes through your mind when you watch the closing credits and you're watching yourself struggle up those stairs? Um <laughs> I, it, what's interesting though is that I kind of like I like I miss it. Like I miss being like that exhausted. Like I miss Yeah. That's what, I think that that's what draws us to ultra running, right? Is the fact that we we go to the very deep end and um I think it's something beautiful because you with every time that you go to the deep end, you realize that you can go further and further and further. And and that's what I like. So when I watch myself walk that way, I'm kind of like, oh, like, I, I can't wait for the next time that I am in that position. Actually, it, it motivates me to to watch it. Yeah. So last kind of question kind of idea here. I want to hear from both of you. Um, you get to watch it now. You get to watch the experience now. Um is there any takeaways that you didn't realize in the moment, but now you're realizing with uh, kind of like time in between filming it and, and seeing it now? That's a really good question. Marianne, do you want to start? I don't, sure. I got to buy myself some time. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. For me, I think the healthy, the healthy version, I think is, is, uh, is something that came about later. Obviously in the yeah. moment, I never thought about it having a risk on my like the thought never even crossed my mind um it's watching it after that and I'm like if like you know that that was probably not like yeah it's inspiring but it's also like it's it's um it's it's just like it, it's a lot it's a blurred line let's just put it that way you know do you want to cross that line or do you not and um I think that just opening your eyes to 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 to, to exactly what I was living like I I didn't realize like how bad I looked like I I knew that I was in pain but I didn't realize it was that scary and yeah. and so watching it on 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 TV and hearing me say these words that I like I'm in so much pain but yet I keep going forward and then seeing to my family like reacting to the fact that mm -hmm. I'm in so much pain is just like opening my eyes to like, yeah, like there is a, a sec, like a broader perspective to all of it, which I think is, is pretty interesting. Yeah. First of all, there's a kid in orange in the background <laughs> when she's doing these stretches, zoom in <laughs> on that kid. This is something only I the editor. I don't know if that kid notice. is ever going to be an ultra runner. <laughs> I think he's scarred for life. Um, <laughs> no, but honestly, I, I think, um, yeah, looking back, I am thankful for being trusted to capture this level of athletic feat. Like when Marianne said she was doing this, I didn't take it as serious as maybe I should have. Um, I thought after that Western States performance that her goal for UTMB was more to like, just finish it in that sort of regard. I didn't know she was gunning for both races at this level. Uh, just knowing how impossibly difficult that is for elites, like elites just to make the top 10 at both of these, like Emily, how good, like awesome. Like one of the top ultra runners in the whole world uh, to podium, both of these is in i i can't comprehend it honestly yeah. and i'm still looking back at that situation and i i don't think the viewer will know that i had a bib to run utmb and i i had to make a call on myself in in my dream race of running utmb i i felt like capturing the historic moment of 
uh, Marianne going for this actually was more important than my own race. So that it's a weird feeling because, you know, it, it took a lot of whatever they call it these days, like stones to uh, <laughs> to get into that race. But to inspire others is ultimately what this is all about for me. And I think Marianne did that with her running the double. And thank you for checking out the film. It's, yeah, it's been a lot of work. Chris, you of all people, you're, you're a filmmaker yourself, videographer. Uh, you know how much work goes into it. Oh, so, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so where can people check it out? Where can people kind of see the movie? So it drops on YouTube July 20th, 5 p.m. Eastern. Which is... I'm trying to remember what day that is. I'm releasing Thursday. this. Oh, sweet. So it'll be Thursday. out by, right yeah. right after this episode. Or it'll be right yeah. out right before this episode, actually. So go check that out. I'll put in the intro. Maybe people can check it out and then listen to the episode. I'll try to get people to do that first. Again, um, I, I got to shout out Knack, Knack for funding this film because that's how we can put it out for free on YouTube. For the life of the film, I'm not going to even charge a dollar or anything like that. Just check it out on YouTube. And support Marianne's sponsors. They've stuck with her throughout all her ups and downs. And they they really did help make this film possible. So I'm hugely appreciative. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you know, I'm very excited to see what both of you take on in the future. And uh, yeah, I'd love to have you both on the podcast again at some point. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Sounds us. good. We'll, we'll record in person next time. Okay. Sounds good, man. <laughs> all right. All righty, that wraps up this week's episode of the Like a Bigfoot podcast. Uh, thank you, Marianne. Thank you, Rob, for coming on the show. Uh, really appreciated chatting with them. Uh, and it was the only podcast where I finally got to tell my elite ultra running strategy, which is projectile vomiting on uh, Jim Walmsley and Killian Jornet. <laughs> which after I said it, I was like, I I don't know if that's a good idea. Probably not a good idea. Don't do that strategy, please. Anybody, if you're doing it, turn to the side. Just turn to the side. Go to the like the woods, the rocks, whatever has to happen there. Not a good look at all if you're uh if you're doing that on people intentionally. So um thank you, Marianne, for coming on the show. Rob, uh thanks for coming back on. Like I said, uh, their film is at the Training for Ultra YouTube channel. Um, you can check that out, see how much pain she's in uh, during those crescent lunges uh, stretching, which, like I said, it, it looked it looked pretty painful. Um, the thing I really enjoyed, though, about this episode is, and I didn't realize this, I didn't realize kind of the backstory here, but the fact that it's two people supporting each other and supporting each other's endeavors and really believing in each other and i think that is uh, a really wonderful thing and it's really cool that marianne was rob's first podcast guest who i can say like from doing the, sh the show forever you always like will put the first podcast guest up on the pedestal for as someone who believed in you um, in my case, it was one of my best friends, Brady Manriquez. So Brady, I just had to get your name in on this show. You're the, you're the best man. Um, but yeah, so I think that's wonderful. And, and I think it's like a cool kind of like, I think it's cool, like showing up at these big time races and people not really knowing who you are and then going out and crushing it and just finishing top three in both of them. Uh, I think is absolutely amazing. Um, and I also have to say like mad respect for just putting it all out there, you know, um, like how often do we hold some things back uh, when we're when we're even when we're trying for something that's really, really important. Um, there are times where we we hold hold effort back. Um, and I think it's been interesting to pair this with the last episode uh, with Jeff Colt um, because he also talked about when he was racing and competing at Western States, just being like, I'm going all in. And if I blow up, I blow up, you know, and obviously, like Marianne said, like, I don't think it's a healthy thing to 
hurt yourself and talking with her she's had to do a lot of rehab after the fact um but i also think there is something to be said about just being willing to put yourself completely out there and put it all on the line and hold nothing back and i do think there's something uh commendable to that which is really really cool so um but yeah that's it that wraps up the episode this week thank you all for joining us and we will get back at you next week